Hello and welcome to episode 28 of the V-Suit Podcast, the audio-only virtualization podcast that, like a good brisket, is worth waiting for. Joining Christian, Ed and me in this special festive episode is Darren Willard. Darren's a senior consultant with Extrovert, and when he's not tackling tricky V-Sphere designs, he's tackling a tricky downhill route as part of his other love, mountain biking. Darren, welcome to the show. Hi, good evening. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Um, this is normally we have a, a big struggle to get some of our, our guests lined up on time, but I think this has to be a record of uh, starting uh, conversations and actually getting someone on the show the same day. So thank you very much for your efficiency. Hey, no worries. I'm, I'm sure the rest of the show is going to be equally efficient. It'll be all downhill on a mountain bike from here. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how many downhill mountain biking references we can get in. <laughs> right, it sounds like a challenge. I was thinking, or downhill as referring to age, as all of allegedly some of your work colleagues like to refer. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Grandpa is uh, is something that uh, the delightful uh, Greg Robertson has introduced into my life and into many others as well. So, uh, yes, that'd be fair to say. And, and being a festive uh, episode as well, I am uh, wearing my VMware Santa hat, uh, courtesy of the Festive Journey website as well. But uh, well, yes, I'll take that off as you can't that. see that. Yeah. I got a advent calendar or some chocolates last year on it. It was brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. My uh, chocolate coins turned up today, so I've got two things so far. <laughs> Fantastic. After wrapping up. I was going to say, you do have to remember that you need to re- retort to your work colleagues and just refer to Greg as the boy. <laughs> That's it. Well, sometimes we say, can you speak English, please? And he gets really grumpy. At me. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, contentious. Yeah. So what, what have you been up to in... Um, you've been at Extrovert quite, quite a while and doing presumably the sort of standard, you know, well, I say standard VMware consultant stuff, but there is no such thing as a standard VMware consultant. Um, I think they all have a, a very different approach. Um, and I, I'm sure it's because people ne- didn't necessarily, unless they are very junior in age, people didn't come directly into IT as a virtualization consultant. They came in as a, a general IT guy or a, as a Windows guy or a storage guy or a network guy. So when they come into doing consultancy they've obviously got a, a particular spin on it um and w- would you say you had one or you've got a, a or you sort of fairly fairly all round yeah that's a, it's a good one actually isn't it so you, you're right sort of the whole entrance way into consulting and virtualization kind of happens through through, through some um bit of passion uh, that's what i've experienced with um people that i've worked around in the community for the past few years so i was uh an all-round sort of uh, infrastructure chap and doing Active Directory and then the next project would come along and I just worked at a financial institution down on the south coast and then uh, then kind of got a bit more exciting when VMware was suddenly sort of introduced into the organisation I could then run this new project and this was in the days of ESX 2.5 and it was all rather new and what was massively interesting was I'd spent many years with my colleagues buying compact, reliant, cream servers and racking the things in and building the data center out and then suddenly <laughs> go and buy some bigger servers and then go and collapse them all and throw them all away again. So it was that kind of passion for virtualization kind of kicked off and then just through kind of career changes and redundancies and things, I kind of found myself uh, just working uh, for myself and just put myself out as a as a a guy for hire for virtualization really it's all quite new it's still 2.5 and version 3 and most of the world still only run it in their development environment but it, it was really going well i've been to some VMworld conferences met some people and done all those kind of networky bits and uh, presented a bit as well and it's like wow this is really the thing for me and and with my approach and um 
personality, I think I'll politely uh, uh, describe myself, um, I'm, I'm quite happy just to push out and, and just chat with people and, and I would say force ideas upon them, but kind of challenge them with ideas exceptions as well so uh, and that's kind of how I find myself today really just um, just back there bashing and crashing away putting VMware um, into organizations uh, and uh, it's, it's always good challenge it's, it's more more people challenged nowadays than technology I'm finding and uh, it could be why Greg refers to me as grandpa as being the kind of the, the person who's had a lot of the war stories to uh, to regale to him so uh, so yeah so that's how I find myself today anyway brilliant and did I notice you were trying to say something? No, I was just laughing about, I was thinking about uh, force my will upon the people. <laughs> <laughs> I just laughed, that's all. No, no, Some no, images no. of Darren as the Emperor. Yeah. Something, something. <laughs> there are no court cases to be talking about with this forcing my will upon people, just to be clear about that as well. So, so yeah, so, um, so, yeah, so here I am now, extrovert, you, you said... Uh, employed by those guys and uh, it, it's a it's a cracking company to work for I have to say and and um, it's coming up to a year, just over a year now that I've been there and uh, some crack some really good challenges this year with uh, with a, a very large project um, for a global car hire company which has been um, very very interesting in many respects again not just technology but people's uh, skills and uh, and dealing with um, a lot of the politics, and that can be the bigger thing. It's the same as any VMware design and things. It's always very easy to install um, vSphere, get up and running, get up on your network, and, and using shared storage. But the battle you always have in any organization is getting everyone to talk to each other. And suddenly, what could be quite a straightforward design and implementation will drag on for weeks and months. And, it, and it's nothing to do with technology, so it's always people. So that's been... Um, not so much of an issue with this customer, but there's always bits of it kind of hanging around. So and that's good. That kind of makes you more of a rounded person, really, and uh, being able to deal with that. It's, it's not technology is not always the answer, and I, and I like that challenge as well. So, so yeah, so nearly, so yeah, so a year for extrovert now, and um, just doing some internal work on the social media strategy for we we uh, relaunched. Uh, just back at the beginning of October, so we're um, really pushing out our uh, messages now about sort of cloud and end-user computing and VDI, and we've got a, a development um, uh, leg to our um, consultancy practice as well. So we're really pushing ourselves out there as kind of the players in the in the EUC market space as well. So um, we're, you know we're, we're rapidly expanding, and it's already very exciting times. And I'm doing some internal work at the moment, which is also quite exciting. So there'll be a product coming out in the uh, maybe quarter one of next year. I think that's what's penciled in for at the moment. So uh, and I can't, unfortunately, I can't tell you anything about that, but it's pretty exciting. It's it's, it's top secret, but it's going to be awesome when it when it's there. Absolutely, of course, because I'm involved in it, so it has to be awesome. So, uh, yeah. It's, it's quite interesting that. Uh, do you think there are many other sort of um, uh, consultancies, uh, you know, delivery, you know, service based companies that are producing products as well? Uh, That's an interesting one, isn't it? Because people, a lot of consultancy practices are very focused on just professional services and being solution integrators, and, and that's what they do. And uh, we don't see. We don't see that we we want to be doing that as a as a company. So it's, a, it's an interesting one, really. Um, well, I guess it's based on experience, isn't it? Again, so we're seeing many things uh, in the marketplace. There's always a vendor solution. We go around solutions exchange of VMware, and there's always someone that's um, you know is is a fit to to a problem that nobody else can solve. And uh, we're not approaching it in that way. We're just 
sort of the things that we're learning, the things that we're observing, we're making something that's going to kind of plug some of those gaps as well. So, okay, so there has been a niche has been identified, and you think you've got something which will successfully fill that. Yeah, that's right, and we'll continue with product development as well, and that's that's an important part of of kind of the relaunch and the rebranding. It's we're not just professional services. You know, yes, we come along with a smile. We've got some clever guys, but it's not. You know, we have products as well as, um, as as you know, clever people on the streets kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, it's um, it is interesting. So, there's a lot of service industries out there, a lot of consultants crashing around trying to do all their work. So, yeah, I don't see too much products coming around really. True. I suppose also, if you think of it from a number point of view, that um, you know, even with the best will in the world, if, if you're uh, utilised 95% of the time and you've got a certain daily rate and that that's the maximum amount of money they can make out of you as a you know as a, an asset to the company and the only way they can scale that, that is having more people like you um which is how a lot of companies do grow but if you if you then produce a product which in itself um earns a massive revenue stream for lots of other people then they're getting a lot more bang for their buck for a, a you know a given investment i think the the, the margin in producing a product rather than the margin in selling a service has got to be a lot higher. Yes, that, that's true. And if the product's really good and sells itself, obviously even better. So you don't have to have people going around installing it all the time. And, and also as well, it's it's um, you want to have products that your own consultants use as tools as well. So and that's always a good thing. So you know, a customer's looking over the shoulder, oh, what are you doing? Oh, well, I'm using our products to help with your troubleshooting or your designing or whatever it might be. And that's always a good way. You know, you're selling it to people even though they don't know that it's going to be walked into their site. So, um, it's, again, this is just a different approach, isn't it? And um, it is, it's always about your channels and, and identifying your audience. And uh, at the moment, you know, the guys that are doing all that cool work at the moment seem to be, um, you know, seem to be doing quite good things. So, uh, yes, all exciting stuff. It's interesting that you, you, you do that. I, the company I work for also has a lot of developers, but we're having, we haven't been able to kind of identify any real uh, points of convergence between the developer side and, and particularly the VMware side of, of things. But what I've been doing as, as, as kind of the, uh, I'm the, uh, the tech champion for server virtualization for my company, and I've been trying to kind of productify a bit of the uh, the services we provide as a, as a pure consulting uh, division. Uh, we're trying to figure out how we can package and, and uh, sell uh, sort of stock solutions uh, based on a fixed price instead of doing uh, the hourly rate stuff and trying to to kind of push that through the company nationwide and, and use a, a couple of those, those concepts uh, everywhere. So we're kind of doing similar things, but in a different setting, I guess. But we're we're trying to make these things a bit easier than just selling a product and estimating an amount of hours. We're kind of selling it as a complete package where you get everything from the installation to the configuration and the documentation of it afterwards as, as a packaged uh, deal instead. Yes, and that's interesting. The previous consultancy company uh, that I was employed by 
um, because the consultants were always sold out through um, the sales and the account managers through, through internal business and their customer portfolio, we were always approached as, right, um, we've identified a, a piece of P2B work or some SRM or whatever that might be. What's that going to take? And it was soon sort of learnt over over a short time that depending on which consultant in the virtualization practice was engaged, they would always give a different answer, maybe because there was um, someone who was very slick and skilled in that one area, so they could do it in half the time. And um, there was always that inconsistency on how many days to do certain tasks. So that kind of, that um, I guess it's like a bit of materials, isn't it, really, for, but at a resource level, whether it's for a vSphere design, vSphere plus SRM, and you can pick up those modules and kind of add them together and mm. maybe sanity check them because some configurations do need a little bit more wraparound. So, so I've certainly experienced something like that before. And yeah. I suppose also being consultants, the correct answer that you should have given was, it depends. <laughs> yes. And looking at your utilisation factor for that month, do you need to up it a bit more or not? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but you talk, talk about designs. Um, I think one of the first sessions I, I saw you present uh, at uh, VMUGS was the Design Me a Highly Available Infrastructure, which was, you know, it's PowerPoint, Jim, but not as we know it. Um, it, it was a, a pretty atypical session, I think, for London VMUG, which normally... Uh, consists of someone who has got a story to tell, standing up and telling it, and that was um, uh, those. Those are great sessions, but you did something a bit more interactive. Yeah, so, so um, in true form, I, I, I take, um, I just took it as a as a, an opportunity to get everybody else involved. So there are many VMUG sessions; we've all been to them, and you'll have people there offering their experience, or you'll have vendors there, and they'll be very much pushing. Uh, the vendors very much pushing what they want to talk about, whether you're interested or not. And um, with some of the technology and, and thinking about the community side of things, I thought, well, it's all very well for me to stand there and tell people how I think they should design an environment, but that's not really how it works. And I had this epiphany whilst I was driving home uh, one day and thought, well, actually, there is... Um, there is no one solution for any environment. It's kind of really obvious. But if I was to pose this to an audience um, of people who are quite techy-minded, who get very excited by this sort of thing, heck, they could all come up with different answers. And then uh, people will show um, some form of allegiance to a vendor. And then other people will say, well, you know, you don't want to buy that company, buy this one. And there'll be the guy who's really wrapped up in sands but doesn't know anything else and he'll start quoting random model numbers and I thought this is a really good opportunity so so I just posed the scenario of, of I think it was six or seven slides that just said here's a, a, a pseudo CRM application that needs some form of protection we need to wrap some um, kind of high availability around this in some guise and uh, sort of pose the idea that it was a service not a server and then literally just dissected whole session into what hardware we're going to use, assume the data center's there, uh, and then after we got from hardware, which covered the, the, the compute and the networking and the storage, we then jumped onto hypervisor. Being a VMUG, it was, you know, okay, there is Citrix Zen server and, and Hyper-V and, and, and all the other things, but let's assume it's VMware vSphere, what features do we need, and then listen to people talk. And what was most exciting was the room of people, as, as people would throw an idea, a person would throw an idea across and then someone from the other side of the 
the area would then kind of challenge and say, well, no, you don't want to be turning that feature on because that all that might constrain you in this way. And then somebody else would come up with some real world experience. And and the audience is very dissected. So you had the, the VMware type administrators and the other side, then you had some of your consultants. So you get both sides of the coin, really, from that point. So uh, it was really good. It seemed to be well received. A lot of people had spoken to me after the event as well, which was nice just to it's reassuring because you can stand up there and be taken away with the moment and obviously your adrenaline's running a bit because you're trying to fend off people's um, um, not fend off, you're trying to listen to people's ideas, you're trying to encourage people to talk if it goes silent as well but as it turned out, it didn't stop people and we pretty much, and so we overran did cut it quite fine and, uh, and it was quite good and so yeah, we had a lot of fun with that one Always. and uh, Always having a couple of those weird word slips, force your will upon people, fend off things. <laughs> <laughs> just just listening and taking them in. Sorry, I had comments. I don't know. I've, I've, seen, I've seen those uh, London News Group sessions. They, uh, they can get a little bit like that sometimes. Yeah. Uh, things do get thrown. Yeah. yeah that is, um, did you actually manage to reach a, a conclusion which the majority of the... Uh, the audience wanted to implement I think we did actually I mean I joked around a lot and when people were shouting out kind of the different hardware style, tile, uh, styles and types um, you know we, I think we went down towards a uh, sort of like a Cisco UCS platform and uh, well, certainly a blade technology anyway and um, certainly from a storage perspective you know, 5.1 hadn't dropped at this time so vMotion was something that the audience agreed that we needed to give those, to give this high availability and, and cater for the, the hardware failures as we all know what that does so you know we, we, we knew pretty much what features it was interesting just to kind of bat away some of the uh, uh, kind of what we call the nerd knobs you know the DPMs and, and all those things and work out from people what they really thought was important so uh, collectively we came out with a good solution and, and it was no there was no rocket science in it I mean we could have worked it out in three minutes on, on a blank piece of paper but but that wasn't the point the point was to get everybody involved and there are there were people in the room who weren't familiar with all the features because they are maybe new into a virtualization role. And even at the last V-Month, the UK one in November, a chap had only just been picking up the VMware vSphere as part of um, supporting, as part of his role. So he really knew nothing about it. So it was important to explain what the features were as well as deal with the banter and um, there was no aggression between people, but there was certainly some uh, heated conversations. Yeah, you do, you do get some you know, people with some pretty strong opinions, um, and strong opinions and loud voices, and they, <laughs> they like to use both of them on a, a regular basis, and it's great. I mean, it, make, it makes for an entertaining session. Uh, yeah. um, I think more, more people should have them. Um, you mentioned the, the UK uh, user group, which uh, I attended myself, and I presented that. Unfortunately, I was uh, the the other people presenting at the time were some real real heavyweights, um, and I was lucky to get as many people as I did to my session. I think I had a grand total of fifteen, <laughs> and um, I did I did a longer version of a, a lightning talk that I did at VMworld, um, but I sort of extended this around a bit. And instead of finishing off with questions, we we sort of went into a bit more of a roundtable and sort of. I just sort of started off writing instead of questions let's go for war stories and it turned out that you know, because my session was around um, help desks and support that the people there were generally quite sort of either support managers or related to the, the sort of 
that that part of the industry themselves. So we actually had a. It ended up being a really great session. The the best takeaway I I had from it was we were talking about trying to um, stop people from using the phone to log a case so that you don't have to spend hours on hold um, and look at alternative methods of logging a case, be it you know at one extreme Twitter um, to using a, a vendor portal to log a case or to an email um, and the various pros and cons of, of each one. Um, and this is you know based on the precepts of the people phone a help desk. And one of the guys was mentioning that he had a. Uh, it's, it's another one of those age-related things, I guess. Uh, <laughs> he, he had he had an, like, um, almost an apprentice who was sort of young lads, seventeen or eighteen. And his problem was actually getting him to use the phone, rather because of of that generation. They've grown up texting and BlackBerry Messenger and all those other things that those kids use today, and they don't actually pick up the phone and talk to people. I guess it's just um, that's how 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 the kids are nowadays, though, isn't it? It's a different mindset. You, I speak to my parents, and uh, uh, my mother was complaining, but my aunt had texted her. My mum was saying, "Well, we don't, you know, we we don't use text at all. That's not that's not well. We have a phone, but it's only for an emergency. And it's just that mindset and getting into it. And also, as well, people who don't use social networking struggle, and and it's not. Uh, generational things. Some people, I was talking about social media and stuff last week at our extrovert team meeting and uh, some of the things we're doing there. And and some people just do not tweet and they do not have blogs and they uh, and all those things. And these are people that are <coughs> younger than me, I'm not saying I'm massively old, but it's again, it's that mindset. Yeah, I bet they go onto the web and then they look for solutions and it's most probably bound to be on someone's blog site anyway. So whilst, why, why is there kind of this disconnect? Some I'm not too sure. And I think certainly from um, um, an idea for a VMUG next year, I was going to talk about social media for the kind of the virtualization community. I've got some ideas I'm going to be pulling together for that as well because you know if you don't have this, it's all very well having your peer network maybe in your own company, but as a virtualization community, we have a phenomenal peer network because of our Twitter contacts, because of um, the user group meetings. And okay, you can't rely on these people to answer your questions all the time, but how many times do we see people pop up a question, I'm on site now, bit confused, has anyone ever seen this screenshot before? Yes, they're looking at that themselves, but somebody else might have done. And that's why we do these blog posts and these tweets, because we're, we're very mindful and appreciative of, of, of all the help that can actually be out there. That's, that's why we're talking here as well. Without it, we wouldn't be. Yes. None of us, at least me and Ed and Chris would never have met had, hadn't it been for Twitter and whatever. So that's uh, that's the basis of the the whole idea of the VC. So that's kind of kind of what what happens when you start to in, interact with other people and and you you give something back and you don't just consume everyone else's content as well. But what, what kind of worries me is that if you have a bunch of 17, 18, 19-year-olds who doesn't dare, in a way, uh, pick up a phone and call someone, what does that do to the people skills we were talking about earlier when it comes to consulting, when it comes to talking to people and figuring out the actual constraints and the actual limitations in, in a design or whatever, if you're not actually able to socialize with people in, in, a, in a verbal manner. Yeah, yeah. And, and having those discussions as well, because as, as you well know, it's when you're having, when you're doing design, 
you workshop beforehand. So you you need to have the you've got to have people skills, otherwise you're never going to get the answers. Exactly. Yeah. So I think, and it's it's something that's perhaps a little bit harder to teach. You know, you can't go and do a. There's no global knowledge course for people skills. Um, no, and and this is the consultancy role. Um, uh, kind of aspects of it, isn't it? You, you have different levels of consultants, and um, and some can be phenomenally technically minded, um, but they might not have that experience. And and when you look on the job boards and you see different salaries and and different expectations, you, people carve it up into technologies. But it isn't about that. If you haven't got people skills, you know, you, you you're in a hiding to nowhere. You could be the brainiest person around, and that's you're never going to go anywhere with that. So yeah, you're going to be stuck in a data center somewhere without a window, and with everything moving to the cloud anyway. Where's your room? Or you're a developer. <laughs> you see, there we go. There's the cloud word straight out. I don't know how long we are into this talk. But it always comes up. We've, we've yeah, that, that was quite some time without talking about the c word. So that's pretty good. <laughs> that was very intentional. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. So anyway, yes. So, uh, so, so, how are uh, our next wave of consultants are, uh, are going to dominate this world? I have no idea. But as, as long as they have a mobile phone in their pocket, I'm sure they'll be able to get by. Yeah, <laughs> a workshop via BlackBerry Messenger and Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose. I suppose in your day they didn't have Instagram. They were just crap photos. <laughs> That's it. We used to take boxes around and then like, put a pinhole in the front, leave it for hours, <laughs> come back. It was just you and Fox Talbot trying to take this church window. Um, sorry, photography. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, di- I digress a little bit. Um, and speaking of, you know, being senior, and some might say in, in senior years you can get a little cantankerous. Whoa, whoa, uh, where's this going? What about <laughs> cantankerous about little things? You know, it could be something as simple as the, as the spelling of the word VMware. Oh, yes, <laughs> see where this is going. Yes, yeah. So I knew I had to get it into, into a conversation somewhere. Um, and you know, it's a common common thing on um, Twitter if. Uh, you do sort of follow the virtualization community is uh, one way to uh, not necessarily make a schoolboy error but uh, to always get a reaction from from people one way or another is to misspell VMware and there's a number of ways uh, it seems to get misspelled and you know I suffer from having my last name uh, misspelled on a regular basis so uh, I am quite used to it but I believe you, you've, um, you've been collecting misspellings of VMware yeah it's something that started off uh, certainly, I'd seen it myself, just in, in colleagues typing things up, and uh, many word processing uh, packages will autocorrect uh, double capitals. So, you know, there's a lot of misrepresentation. So, bizarrely, I set myself a task back at the beginning of January in 2011. I just thought I'm going to make a note of all these just for curiosity, really, uh, to make a blog post. And I didn't really know where it was going to go, and I didn't sort of announce I was doing this at all. And it was amazing that. Uh, when when I started looking at, on during my daily trawl around the internet or, or, or through my my um, current work responsibilities at that time, how many people um, I say misspelled it, but just just yeah, just didn't present it in the right manner. And uh, I didn't go out of my way to find these because if you go on the internet, you'll find them all the time. This was just purely information that passed me as part of my daily job. And um, yeah, I just took screenshots, took notes of it, made a pie chart. 
might have spent a bit too much time looking into it a bit. <laughs> and uh, yes, yeah, so I whacked a, a page up on my blog site and uh, just for fun now, if people see things at um, conferences um, or, or in their own documentation, or bizarrely enough, on many VMware um, own website pages or blogs uh, pages, there seem to be um, misrepresentation. So uh, if people tweet them out to me, then I, I grab them and stick them up on the website. So um, there's been some bonkers, funny ones. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's good. It's, it's only a bit of fun. I mean, nothing. There's no harm by it. Although I have to say, I have noticed in recent months, most of the VMware partner briefings, uh, the short and snappy um, sessions that they send out emails quite frequently to now, none of them seem to have any spelling mistakes in at all, <clears throat> which was always great fodder for me. So I, I don't know whether they paid attention or they've been kicked, or I have no idea. But um, yeah, it's been some good contributions from, from community people. It's been fun. I've actually replied to a couple of those short and snappy ones uh, and told them about them. <laughs> you then, yes. <laughs> they might be sitting on the other side thinking, smart ass. <laughs> but the whole thing is, is that, you know, if a, a, a misspelling on that, if you're reading that on a CV, um, and, you know, it, it's, it's gonna, unless some, the rest of someone's CV is pretty impressive. Um, it's going to put you off a little bit. Yeah, it does put me off, especially recently I went through a lot of them, and uh, it's the first thing, if you work with it every day, I think that you should at least kind of be aware of that spelling. I mean, I know there are, you know, people who've got spelling spelling issues, dyslexia <laughs> is pretty common, but, you know, spell checkers do exist. Um and for something like VMware, it should be in as an exception. I know my spell checker is always forever correcting. Uh, I'm sure it capitalizes the, the two P's in PowerPoint. Uh, obviously, that's a Microsoft thing. Um, and I think WebEx as well. If you try and do WebEx as w, uppercase W, E, B, E, X, it, it does it to WebEx with upper, with the second E uppercase. So, you know, the uh, the default autocorrects are getting better in Word. So I'm done. It's just that appreciation for a product name, isn't it? It's um, you know, IBM. You wouldn't uh, do capital I, little b, capital M. You wouldn't put it in that way. They don't write it in, in that way either. So unless they get taken over by Apple, in which case it will be little i, big B, big M. <laughs> Very true. Um, but yeah, um, but then again, they can't spell V Center correctly. I never, I never know whether to put. V center with the correct spelling or the way that um, the Americans spell it. Um, well, it's a product name, isn't it? So it has to be ER at the end in my head, anyway. <laughs> when, it, when it was when it was virtual center, I, I was I was never too sure. It, it because you think, well, a shopping center, virtual center. Hmm. Yeah, look at the service, uh, and then if the service is spelled that way, it's the right way. Ah, uh, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's, that's Ed's top tip for the week. Yeah, he's out of the service. <laughs> so definitely, definitely remember that one. I, I still think you know, um, spelling spelling mistakes on CVs. Uh, the best one I ever saw was uh, someone applying for a, a job at uh, a local retail outlet near to me. That my my partner at the time, she happened to be manager of it. And uh, this person put under you know their personal statement that they had a good sense of Homer. <laughs> what? I wasn't too sure whether they were talking about, you know, Greek mythology, um, The Simpsons, or just couldn't spell humour. 
Um, but whatever it was, they had a very good sense of it. <laughs> Too bad. Maybe, maybe that was it. Maybe it was a re- kind of rhetorical sort of joke or something. I, I once had a, a, an admin send out a mail to everyone after an hour uh, downtime, and it said, uh, "Sorry for the incontinence." <laughs> that was that was a good one. You just reply back, "Sorry, it was shit." <laughs> <laughs> this this place is just a constant stream of fun. No, uh, <laughs> never mind. Uh, <laughs> Oh dear me! Yes, <laughs> yes, it's, it's, take long. No, yeah. no. Actually, you know, I think we've we've lasted for long before we degenerate into into the giggles. Um, yeah, start again. Um, I have a little thing. You, you, you uh, Darren, you mentioned that in the in the beginning here, we were talking about people skills and, and installations and stuff. Uh, you mentioned that it isn't that hard to actually install the stuff most of the time. Yeah. Uh, then again, I've been doing a lot of VMware health checks lately, and I and I actually come to the conclusion that maybe it's actually too easy to actually install stuff. Yeah, so so taking things as their defaults, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You, you pop in a CD or an ISO file, and you click next, 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 and it works. Hmm. Yep. How people who do that get things working, but for one, they have no idea why it doesn't work when it doesn't, why they might have any problems, or don't know half of the feature set they might be using uh, to get uh, full leverage of whatever licensing they've bought or whatever, which kind of leads me to think that perhaps it should actually be a bit harder to install all of this stuff. How much harder that you want something difficult? Install OpenStack there. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to keep my sanity at the same time, um, <laughs> but but it, 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 it's actually a problem. I, I see that a lot of places now. That that now that I'm doing consulting and I have been for a year, and we're doing the uh, these health checks and doing checking up on installations done uh, mostly by by other people actually, and, and, and looking at what they've done. It scares me a bit. <laughs> yeah, I guess there's the, always the pitch towards the techies, isn't it? I mean, in some ways, because it is easy to install, the product actually gets itself gets itself out there, kind of um, without people knowing about it. And then when the manager comes along one day and says, "I think we should be looking at this VMware virtualization things," because the man on the golf course I was playing golf with today said it was great, and then he goes to his man, his kind of it's lower down uh, on the food chain. And they say, well, we've actually already got it running in development. It's at that point then maybe it needs a bit of professional services or experience to, to make sure it's being implemented correctly because then it's delivering live production services. So I, I do wonder whether it's easy for a reason to seed it in quietly. Beyond that, just a point uh, that I've seen a few times is people, they, yeah, they still don't understand the snapshot concept. <laughs> Every time they're still using it, they still think it's a backup or whatever. Yeah, I went yeah. into an installation recently um, where the actual professional services guy that set it up told um, the customer, uh, "You should keep a snapshot on every VM here." <laughs> really? One of which was a large database server. How, how's that working out for them? <laughs> uh, well, I had to shut down their whole environment and commit them off hours. Nice. Yeah. So, 
crazy. How how old were the snapshots? Uh, lucky enough, it was only maybe. I guess the oldest one was like a hundred days. Ah, that's no, nothing. Yeah, I, it's, it's, I I had to commit a seven hundred and ninety eight day snapshot a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, that's closest to the oldest snapshot I've seen, <laughs> which was yeah fifteen thousand hours old. Oh, gee, was it? Trouble. Well, there's a maximum snapshot size, isn't there? It can't yeah. actually get any bigger than slightly less than the original VMDK size. Yeah. You can't have a snapshot bigger than the original. Well, if it is, it might only be like your VMDK plus five twelve bytes. Or you something. have chains of snapshots, however. Uh, yeah, you <laughs> have multiple snapshots if you are really, really dumb. Yeah, I, I, that's what I was kind of dealing with. There was maybe three or four. Uh, different chains. Yeah, that's that's going to suck balls. Yeah. <laughs> you also have that challenge as well that some vendor products that use snapshots as part of their kind of um, backing up technologies don't always tidy up the snapshots. Oh, and that's something that that's comes out. That's a tough out. one there, Chris. Yeah. Um, <laughs> early, early, version, early versions were a little bit naughty for that, but... Uh, yeah, and I wasn't just—I wasn't—I wasn't picking on them. Um, <coughs> uh, well, it's it's a problem with any um, anything that uses VADP. Yeah. Uh, that the snapshot mechanism is not as a hundred percent reliable as it should be. Uh, well, I've noticed that the API and it API says, "Yeah, I've removed the snapshot," and we go, "Brilliant!" Unless you actually check for it removing the snapshot. I've uh, noticed that the actual the snapshot functionality is way better since beyond four point Yep. Oh yeah. Um, 4.0 was still using the old way of committing, and yep. you really could screw yourself in a lot of situations there. But now I rarely see that. Was especially using Veeam, I, I never see stuck snapshots anymore in 4.1 or 5. Yeah, yeah. I mean the the later versions of the the APIs are much more solid, and the fact that they have automatic safe removal nowadays. Um, the earlier one, yeah, the the v, VI3 and 3.5 versions for where we did a, a helper snapshot to help it remove a snapshot could get really messy. <laughs> <laughs> Blindly. Yeah, snapshots are a lot of fun. They, they, uh, they are a lot of fun for storage vendors as well, since they most of the time get blamed for the poor I.O. But... Oh, well. But yeah, it's, it's an example of something that if, if you don't Either RTFM or CTFT. Check that on Twitter. Um, you are going to make a mistake. Have you just uh, made that one up. Yes. <laughs> I, had to, I had to be quick about that one. Um, but you know, if if you haven't sought some form of knowledge beforehand, that you, you could, it is easy to make a mistake. But is the solution forcing everyone to compile all their own kernels um, and actually build everything from source code before they can run it? I mean, you know, I remember... That doesn't make it easier or harder, though. You, you're no, that just makes it a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah, it makes people follow a guideline or a, pre a prescription of something, or description of something, which they don't understand anyway, and just do the commands. And I've a description been could be wrong. It could just be some weird blog post telling you what to do. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I've, seen, I've seen that just as much. You know, someone who is doing a little bit of... Um, hoping to do magic voodoo googling and they've googled something 
got a typo, so that you know, or they they've got they found something which looks like it might be a bit part of the solution, and they're just running some random script that they've just seen on the blog, which may or may not fix it. Um, you know, I, I'd like to think that there's no one quite as evil as that within the community, but that, you know, what's what's there to stop someone who is of a malware intent to put up a, a, a rogue script which will actually go on, either ruin your infrastructure or worse still, go and um, execute a, a malicious script to go and download some malware to your infrastructure. Um, you know, I know people generally aren't that dumb, but there is there is no patch for, for human intelligence. That's why social engineering works. Um, so yeah, I don't know what the solution is. Is is it to try and make stuff a little bit harder, or you could say only let people who are certified do it. In which case, in theory, according to VMware, they've been on a course and they've been told that snapshots are bad, okay, um, and that you should be careful about them. But were they necessarily awake during that bit of the course? <laughs> and there are enough questions in the exam which checked that they were awake during that bit of the course. Um, I suppose that it's, is one of the... It's, um, it's a difficult thing, it is. Uh, and I, I can understand why the installation process uh, is easier now than it used to be. And you, 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 Back in the day, you have to kind of take into account uh, different uh, swap size partitions and uh, sizes of swap partitions and whatever if you were to upgrade later and then from that on. And Stuff like that. I, I completely see why stuff like that are, is being removed and why it's being made easier. But it also does the opposite thing with regards to how much you need to know before you're actually setting something up in production. Yeah, and that might hurt the business in the end. So there's a there's a, uh, it's a thin line, you know. It's a, I understand both sides of it. I guess they just want people to spend less time now designing, don't they? And uh, in theory, if it's so um, kind of uber slick now that, that you know when we, we, there was a time with uh, sort of two, three and, and parts of four where you always had to make sure your design was future proofing for some expansion which you couldn't really foresee but you kind of had to plan for and now because you know data stores are so much easier to work with and, and the, the maximums of uh, host sizings and clusters and virtual machines and all that stuff you just, we're never going to reach much of that at the moment, so we don't have to kind of worry about those things. So I think it might be an aspect of that now. They they take all that worry away, just plug it in and go. And I suppose True. with the whole kind of building block approach, clouds or whatever it might be, there's less to be worrying about. There's more to be thinking about uh, on the wraparound of the infrastructure now, the management side of things, um, automation, chargebacks, and all, all those fancy um, different product names that are around nowadays, but it's kind of, ultimately that's where the focus is really shifting now, as I, as I see it. Yeah, but you still have to have that underlying infrastructure right. Um, hmm. And it, I, I think it's definitely possible to get wrong. And oh, speaking of, of Maxims, I actually had a customer that seems to have discovered, or not discovered, but hitting the wrong side of some of the configuration maxims that are less published um, they are running possibly the most monstrous of monster VMs I've seen these sort of VMs with 24 terabytes of storage um, very very large file servers and they're, they're wanting to run them as a VM um, but there, there seems to be this uh, I don't know if you've come across it this uh, VMFS heap size problem which uh, in ver earlier versions of uh, vSphere was fine you could I think a single host could address something like 60 terabytes of storage concurrently. 
Um, but due to the way the block sizes have changed in VSphere 5, that number's reduced. And it's reduced to something quite low. It's like 24 terabytes of VMFS. It's not limited by RDMs. It's not limited by NFS stores. Um, but it does appear to be limited by uh, VMFS. So, of course, if you try and use something like um, HotAd to back that VM up, uh, you're going to run into a problem. Uh, essentially, the host falls over because it runs out of memory. Yeah. Uh, the maximum value for the heap size is 256 megs. Yeah, which is around 24 terabytes ish. Yeah, exactly. Which is bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's been causing some interesting interesting fun and games. Yeah, but hot adding that big a disk is, I mean, just in my opinion, a bad idea in the first yeah, it's, place. It's not, it's not one individual one. Um, I. I hate to say I wasn't involved in the original design of it because I wouldn't have suggested hot ad, but, <laughs> uh, you know, obviously our customers know best. Um, so, yeah, they attempted to do it and it's gone a little bit wrong. Um, yeah, we'd have to stake that on an RDM or, or an NFS share or something, I guess. Yeah, I think an NFS would probably be the other way around it. But people are certainly, VMs, I've noticed in the last 12 months, are getting bigger and they're getting bigger quick, quite quickly as well. Uh, yeah, look like me a bit, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they swollen swollen drastically. Um, That's what happens when you eat a lot of pinacha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so these are all VMs that've been doing P ninety X. They're all they're all getting ripped in just ninety days. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> it all goes quiet. <laughs> yeah, it was got visions of the monster VM with abs now, aren't you? <laughs> I feel, I feel, I feel Melvin. <laughs> Mel- Melvin's getting pumped. <laughs> oh man! So I, I noticed something else uh, randomly on Twitter about um, Christian. You've been applying to be a VMUG leader. So is is 2013 really going to be the year of the VMUG? Year or VDI, I think. But uh, no, um, I don't know yet. Uh, the thing is, um, uh, a while ago, I, I got asked to present on a local Microsoft technical user group uh, event here in in Bergen, Norway, uh, specifically talking about how you should. Uh, design your Windows Server templates uh, in a vSphere environment. So, and I, I'd never been to one of the Microsoft user groups before. Um, so I just kind of uh, went into Dragon's Den in a way and just to see what happened. And it was a really cool kind of small event. We were 20, 20 people or so, I think, uh, which made me think that. Perhaps we should try to do something uh, in the same kind of style with regards to to uh, doing a local VMUG. I know there is a, a, a Norwegian VMUG that hasn't been really active, so I just kind of uh, filled in all of the uh, application papers and, and shipped them uh, to the VMUG, uh, VMUG site, and, and we'll see where it goes from there. But. What I'm, that's basically what I'm trying to do, is try to create a local community of VMware interested people and start off small and see what happens from there and try to get some sort of 
traction going for that, and we'll we'll see where it ends. I guess if I get approved as an email leader, that is, I don't know yet. Right. Yeah. So I mean, is this connected with the you know the VMware are taking a much closer approach to being a VMUG leader and that if you want to get any form of funding them from VMware you have to be approved and go through the whole my VMUG organization whereas I think a lot of the original VMUGs were started up as just an independent thing of hey let's approach a couple of vendors get get a little bit of money get get somewhere to present or get you know get somewhere to present donated by one of the users and um you know, we'll go from there. Whereas my VMUG seems to, you know, they're very, very organised and that they seem to be a lot more along, you know, a slightly more controlled line. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I kind of like the uh, the Microsoft edition we have locally here, which is kind of uh, something that's, uh, that some local uh, people put together in the absence of anything official, in a way. Yeah. And they kind of got uh, the uh, the Microsoft Technical User Group stamp on it um, in retrospect, in a way, but you kind of start somewhere, you know. It's a, a, but I, but I've been looking a bit at the uh, the VMUG, uh applications and the uh, the rules and, and codes of conduct and whatever, and there are a couple of things that might not be. Uh, that might actually be a limiting factor. Uh, one of the things is that you can actually use uh, a vendor venue uh, as the venue for the actual VMUG. While I can see why they have put that restriction in place, uh, because you, you might get into uh, a situation where you have several vendors and they won't visit each other's uh, place or aren't allowed to or whatever, but what I'm seeing locally here is that if we could do that in, we have a pretty decent office, to be honest. Uh, we have some really great meeting facilities, and we're located centrally in, in downtown Bergen by the harbor. We, we, it's a really easy place to get into and get out from it at the end of the day. So I was kind of hoping we could work around that part and do something in our uh, location in Bergen. If not, it, it'll be harder for me to, to actually get something started because I would have to depend on someone else to provide a venue for us. So there might be a couple of things that might prove to be difficult. We'll, we'll see how uh, how that works out in the end, I guess. Cool. Fingers crossed. We'll see. It should be interesting uh, trying to get something started, though. So we'll see. Yeah, so you know, I, I think it's great that people are, are sort of uh, moving towards starting their own. That the the US model of having regional and local user groups is translating to across Europe. Um, it's just that the regions and the, the localities are that little bit smaller. Um, and hopefully, you know, I think the you know VMware's approach is great. That it's going to give you a lot of uh, it's going to give a helping hand to a lot of those small groups. Um, and I, I just hope that they do manage to keep it still light touch where necessary without too much unnecessary bureaucracy on it. Yeah, and that, yeah. Was, that, was, sorry, that was the whole mantra with the UK one, wasn't it? It's all about the you and the user group rather than it being some 
whopping great uh, marketing channel that VMware use because that's not really what it's about. It is for the users. And uh, yes, the sponsors are appreciated. And it goes without question, but it is about just the user group and that community again. Yes. Um, you know, it, I appreciate that when you're doing a big user group, you need to have either a few sponsors paying a lot of money or a lot of sponsors not paying that much, so it's not obscene, obscene costs. Um, and But you still need to try and keep them happy at the same time. It, it's, I, it's why event management of this sort of thing is probably quite difficult. Well, see, see how it works out here. I mean, it's not like we're going to have 500 people gathering, uh, at least not to begin with. So it, we're trying to start it um, really small and uh, just let everyone attend if they want to, be it if they work for a, one of my competitors or whatnot. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's not something I'll, I'll, I'll um, care about at all, to be honest. I want to create a local community of, of uh, people working with the same product technologies and, and have uh, have us present stuff to each other. And if we get a sponsor in who wants to do something, that's great. But that's not the intention of it at all. I, I just want a user group. I want to talk to other people who do the same stuff that I do and, and, and exchange experiences and everything. But it, one of the things that made me think about this is if, if I look at it, I have a much broader contact net uh, in the rest of the world than I do locally in Bergen, Norway. I actually know a lot of lot more VMware people, to call them that, internationally than I do locally, which is kind of strange. And I, I, I want to try to build something local instead, or not instead, but in addition to, uh, and, and try to get something out of that uh, instead of talking English on Twitter all the time. I want to do something locally. Yeah, I think lo local language groups are—they're getting there. Um, It's—it's it's advertising and getting that community together. Um, someone in Norway said to me that Twitter—I don't know if, how accurate this is—but Twitter is not particular pop particularly popular in Norway. Um, and Twitter, I think, is probably one of the best ways of promoting these. And I guess you might have the battle of getting people to use Twitter in the first place. Yeah, well, I, I don't see Twitter not being popular in Norway, so I, I don't know. But it, it might not be that pop, popular for all the uh, the IT guys. That oh, might as, as a vehicle for the technical community, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it, it, there's a lot of uh, media stuff happening on Twitter in Norway, but I, I'm not sure there's this huge technical community using it to. Uh, communicate with each other like we do internationally in the, uh, the the virtualization or VMware community in the same way, and I, I haven't seen that. Which might be also be why I have a uh, further reach than local. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, I think that's that's very true. Well, with that in mind, let's wrap up uh, VSoup twenty eight uh, with our guest here, Darren Woolard. Thanks a lot for being on with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. You have anything you want to plug here? <laughs> um, um, okay, <laughs> I'm not going to try and sell myself or, or do saucy phone line stuff. No, just my blog site. Um, it's blog. 
vmote.net. So that's uh, V-M-O-T-E. Um, there's all sorts of stuff on there. Um, it's all very exciting because obviously I've put it there. So uh, you can hit me on Twitter at uh, Dave, D-A-W-O-O. And uh, that's about my plug over. Thank you. Well, yeah, thanks a lot again for being on. And here's uh, uh, you can catch us on Stitcher, uh, iTunes, or vsoup.net. Thanks.